0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer and business coach i teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing on this show we're serving up poc friendly personal finance knowledge always with a side of sass we're talking about how to make dinero how to keep it and how to make it grow if you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero you've come to the right place Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and I think today's episode is going to blow your mind. We are going to be talking to Yuritza Gonzalez of the College Money Chica. Yuritza is a college education professional with a college admissions coaching side hustle called College Money Chica. Through College Money Chica, Yuritza teaches Latinos the tips and tricks that helped her land over $200,000 in scholarship money, bankrolling her private and Ivy League education. Say what? She attended Seton Hall University and later earned a graduate degree from Columbia University's Teachers College, where she earned a master's in higher and post-secondary education. Yuritsa is on a mission to let every Latino know that debt-free college is possible and attainable. Okay! She was raised in Puerto Rico and in northern New Jersey, and she's currently based in the greater New York area. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Yuritza Gonzalez of College Money Chica. Yuritza, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am just completely blown away by your story. We connected on Instagram and you were actually able to land over $200,000. Yes, y'all. I said $200,000 in scholarship money to get... How many degrees? Um, Well, all the
1: way. Well, I did my undergraduate and then my graduate degree. So right now I'm working towards getting my doctorate paid. So that's pending. Girl, that
0: I, okay. I, I don't even know how to react other than just pure, like shock and awe. Because that number is startling. That's usually the type of debt that people get into to go to school, but you were actually able to get that money Mm -hmm. and avoid that debt, which is like the most balling ass thing I've ever heard in my life. So I cannot wait to get into this conversation. Let's start off with you introducing yourself to the audience. Okay, awesome. Well, um,
1: well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing with the podcast and like just providing representation in the financial, uh, personal finance space. Thank you. Um, I love that. There's the bilingual twist to it. <laughs> More of that. But yeah, so um, my name is Jarita Gonzalez, and I'm from. Uh, I was raised between Puerto Rico, West Coast of Puerto Rico, and New Jersey, Northern Jersey, specifically in Newark. And um, basically, my story is that um, I knew that I wanted, when I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to go to college, but I also knew that it was very expensive. And I um, didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And at the time, my mother, she was During when I was in high school, my mother was attending community college, and I knew that I wanted to go the college route. But she had her, my parents had her tuition to pay for, so I wanted to make sure that I found a way to cover my tuition. And that's when I reached out to my guidance counselor, and she told me about this thing called scholarships. And I was like, What is that? And she told me, Well, scholarships are kind of like essay writing contests where you write an essay. And if they like, if the committee likes your response, then, you know, they give you money for college. And at the time when I was in high school, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, I was like convinced that I was going to be like the Latina Oprah. And that's like really what I wanted to do. So I said, like, writing is my thing. So of course, I'm going to give it a shot. So um, I started just kind of searching uh, for local scholarships and, you know, we could talk more about my strategies, but um, I just went crazy applying for, for scholarships. And I never thought that I would win the amount of money that I did. And um, it really has changed my life. And um, what I do now is that I share with uh, Latino families specifically the tips and tricks that I use to um, earn scholarships to teach families that going to college debt-free is possible and it's also attainable. Like you don't have to be some like super smart whiz. Um, You just need to have access to the information in order to apply it. So that's what I do um, with my brand college money Chica. So in the day I'm a university fundraiser and my experience doing that helps me, um, teach students like what we look for on the, on the committee side of things, like, because I help fundraise for the scholarship. So I know what they're looking for. And then I use that knowledge to, um, help with my side hustle, which is college money Chica, where I um, teach parents the tips and tricks.
0: That is amazing. And I love how full circle your journey has been. So you've found the way that the systems work. And now you're actually helping our community access these same opportunities. So kudos to you. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yes. OK, so we are going to get all into how you actually did this, because I'm sure like people are still trying to pick their like chins up off the floor um, with this information that you have just shared. So first, let's dive into this question that I ask all of my guests, because um, I know, you know, Latinos have a very interesting relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious what your relationship was like with money growing up.
1: Yeah. So I actually have never really thought about this question until you sent it to me and it kind of sent me on a journey thinking back, like, Mm -hmm. what was my relationship with money? And to be honest, I think that um, I feel very privileged because growing up, like, even though my parents um, didn't have a lot, I, I never felt like we were lacking, And, um, you know, whatever financial struggles they had, um, I'm sure they kept it from me. So, (laughs) because I just feel like when I think back, I, I don't really like have, I guess, anxiety in a way that a lot of, um, other, uh, immigrant families have. So I'm really grateful to m- my parents for kind of shielding me from that. But what I know is that, you know, my parents grew up in a uh, rural Puerto Rico in, in Moca. So that's like puro campo. And so uh, my parents, you know, they really had, um, A tough upbringing like my mom is one of six and my dad is one of ten so really like my grandparents had nothing so they had to figure it out on their own and um i was born to really young parents like i was born only two weeks after my mom's 20th birthday so Mm. i grew up i say that we grew up together And, um, I really saw them like start from the bottom and, and was part of that journey. Um, but I never felt like, oh, you know, I, there was always, uh, security in my eyes, but, you know, I went to school, uh, in, in Newark, which is, you know, uh, people would categorize it as that uh, it is an underserved area. And so I remember seeing from my peers, just my friends, like the living conditions that they were in. And so I think seeing that made me feel like I was privileged, right? Even though, I mean, we weren't living a fancy life. We were like living in, in like a regular apartment, but it may, it really made me feel like, you know, I have, I guess, abundance. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that really shaped um my my money mindset because even when I approached going uh finding money for college, like I always felt like, like, why not? Sure, it's possible. Like I can find it, you know?
0: Yeah. And so well, of, that's super powerful. Yeah. So
1: a lot of the things I teach, and we'll get into it later, is just like believing that it's possible. Um now I haven't been the best. You know, I my parents like allowed me to make mistakes. Like when I I you know, won the money for college and uh, I kind of was irresponsible with it. <laughs> uh, you know, because when you give t- a teenager that amount of money, they're gonna do dumb stuff, you know <laughs> Yeah. So what did you do? Oh my God. So, all right. So basically I won several scholarships uh, and some were smaller $500 awards and others were like the largest scholarship I got was from the institution itself. So seeing Hall university gave me a full tuition scholarship and then I got, um, I got scholarships on the side. So one of them in particular was the Hispanic Scholarship Fund, which later wound up being my employer. Um, Ah. Yeah, but I'll get into that. Um, And so the Hispanic Scholarship Fund um, gave me $10,000 cash, right? So I thought I was like balling, right? (laughs) But the way they did it is like, oh, they split it up into four payments. So you're four years. So you would get $2,500 a year if you maintain the GPA and all the requirements. So I, when I went to CN Hall, I only had full tuition. So I um, took out, I really wanted to have an on-campus experience. So for my freshman year, I, um, I, I didn't have the full 10,000 yet. So I took out a loan, right? And I was saying like, oh, I'll just pay the $10,000 back to the loan when I um, get the rest of my scholarship, except like I didn't do that. <laughs> I went to like Punta Cana.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. I went and like
1: all this spring break. And, you know, college was such like a culture shock because, you know, I grew up in like a mostly – Latino immigrant area. And then I go to like a private institution where like people come for money and it was just like, Oh, well people go on spring break. Like that's what they do. do? (laughs) Well, I'm going to go do that because you know, I have my, my refund check and all these things. So basically, um, I kind of like, um, partied that money away, which is like, okay, fine, you know, because I had like great experiences. But after I graduated college, I, um, you know, definitely had to pay that back. And then also, and those times, um, the college campuses were having uh, the credit card companies, you know, mm. access to us. So I got a MTVU city card. <laughs> <laughs> so I could get a free t-shirt and of wound up happening mm-hmm. is that I was just, Um, you know, putting money on that card to quote unquote build credit, but then I pay (laughs) the minimum. And then eventually, I mean, by the time I graduated college, I hadn't realized that I had like twenty thousand (laughs) dollars
0: to pay. Wow.
1: (laughs) And then I was like, uh what? (laughs) But I'm really grateful to that experience because um it taught me like what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of forced me to, um, just kind of get my money right. And I, I, I aggressively paid those cards, um, the cards down. And, um, because I was like so good at aggressively paying the cards down, I was like, Oh, I could also do that to my savings. So when I did that to my savings, I, um, I I had saved enough
0: money for a down payment. I mean, I know how you feel about buying homes, but (laughs) No, no, wait, wait. I want to clarify that because I feel like people think I'm like a home buying hater and I'm really not. I just feel like as long as you know what you're getting into and you have like the financial cushion in place, do that shit. But don't be like me like putting 3% down on a house having like no emergency fund and then wondering like why you're poor because yeah. Yeah. it's just not a it's not a vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I mean honestly I think I did like the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my apartment so thankfully uh with the scholarships like you know I, I had that $10,000 but besides that I didn't have like any um student debt and once I paid that I was fine. And so um like I was living with my parents paying those car down and I was like you know what like I want to I want my own place but I didn't necessarily <laughs> want it to rent. So really like I remember closing on my mortgage and then my mortgage broker was like, hey, you're missing $2,000. And I was like, can we move the closing date like two weeks till I get paid? Like, that's how, <laughs> like, that's how I was getting by. But yeah. you well, know, thankfully, like my salary increased over time. So like now I'm good, but I agree with you. I wouldn't suggest that. And I'm lucky that it worked out for me, but
0: yeah, yeah. I love how, you know, the lessons that you learned are lessons that we all learn. Like, girl, I used my grad school tuition reimbursement checks to pay for a wedding full of people that I don't even talk to anymore. So, you know, we all just do really dumb shit with money because half of the time we don't really know. And like, there's just not a lot of emphasis on understanding like the repercussions of the decisions that you make until you've already made them. And then you're like, Oh shit, now I got to figure out, like, I got to pay down this money from my student loans that I was supposed to pay off with my tuition reimbursement check. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's also like lack of education, like not really knowing what that means. Um, which is kind of why I try, uh, to, uh, why I do what I do because I want, like I, my philosophy is like debt-free college is possible, but I don't think taking out student loans is necessarily bad, right? Sometimes like you have to do it in order to get to where you want to go. But the whole thing is it, it it's about being informed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what, that's, what's lacking on purpose because the banks don't want us to know about that. The universities don't want us to know about that. So it really takes like people in the community, um, people like you and like me to share with others like hey this is what you're getting yourself into so mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. true story yeah okay so let's walk through the process that you took to actually secure six figures worth of scholarships where did you get started and what was your plan
1: yeah so um I get this qu- a- a question a lot and so to be honest like I didn't really have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> heard that, you know, I asked my guidance counselor, like, how do you get money for college? And she said, scholarships. And so then I kind of like, I went with that. And so I researched all I could about scholarships. So, um, really, um, so first of all, I like to inform people that, um, there are four different uh, sources of funding four main sources of funding for um your financial aid package so uh, that includes federal money so that's like things like pell grant and and the loans come from federal money then there's uh state funds which um depending on what you want to study you might get access like in new york city you could get uh in new york you could get a ny teach grant and that comes from the state and then you have institutional aid which comes directly from the college which is the most money that, um, where I suggest people to really focus their search on. And then there's outside scholarships with, um, which is like kind of what I mentioned with the Hispanic scholarship fund and other awards, like professional mm-hmm. associations. So, um, I kind of learned all of that, um, um, trial by error. if That's the, the, t- if yeah. That's the term. Yeah. Um, but really it all started in my guidance counselor's office. So, um, what I suggest for students to do is to really become friendly with your guidance counselor and also parents, right? So, um, a lot of people, uh, don't even know who their counselor is. Um, so really just get familiar with that person because they're your gatekeeper and they also have access to, um, local scholarships that you might, um, have, local scholarships tend to have less competition. So you have a greater chance of winning. Um, But I got most of my scholarships by going to, the institutional website. So, for example, like Seton Hall, and you could do this for any school. You can search under there under financial aid. There's usually a scholarship section, and there there's a list of what scholarships they have available. Now, sometimes they will have full tuition scholarships listed listed there, or you know, smaller awards. So, you could do that for any college and just kind of see like which college has the best, uh, things that you qualify for. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but besides that, I also searched for scholarships, um, that specifically dealt with like my ethnicity and what I wanted to study. So when I won the scholarships from Hispanic scholarship fund and his, um, Hispanic heritage foundation, Aspira. I was applying for awards that were specifically looking for Latinas that wanted to be in journalism. Mm. And um, you could do this with whatever um, career path you're pursuing. So if you are, you know, want to be uh, a nurse, right, and you're, let's say, Afro-Latina, like there are um, – professional associations that are only for black nurses and that you can apply directly for them because they want to support, um, people who are up and coming. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I went about it. I mean, a lot of people think like, oh, it's, it's so much work to apply to a scholarship, but the truth is like, you're going to apply to college anyway. And you can use that essay to, um, apply to, you know, a hundred different scholarships, right. It's the same essay, they ask the same things, basically, like, like, why do you what inspired you to pursue your career path and like, or like describe a challenge that you overcame? Like, once you have like that one template, it's basically like a copy and paste job,
0: you know? Right. So so I tell people not to get overwhelmed. That's great advice. And I think you're right. What discourages so many people from doing this is just like the extra work that it's going to take. Mm-hmm. But you guys have to frame it like, yo, these student loans can follow you for like 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. So is writing an essay or a couple of essays like a more valuable use of your time than paying back debt for 20 years? I think so. <laughs> yeah. You know what?
1: I, I, um, I think that people hear like, Two hundred thousand dollars, and they're like, "Oh God, like that's kind of like the win- winning the lottery. Like that'll never happen to me, so I'm not gonna waste my time." But mm-hmm. there's like so many people have that mindset that they don't wind up even applying, right? So mm-hmm. your, your competition pool is actually much smaller than you think. And I know that from experience because I worked many years at the Hispanic scholarship fund and I have sat on many different scholarship committees where we're just like begging people, like, please apply. Like we don't even have people to give the money away to. Yeah. So, um, don't let that discourage you and, um, just kind of apply anyway, like by, by not applying, you're telling yourself no, Yes, like the committee telling yourself, telling you no, you know, so. Yeah,
0: that is such a good point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who or what inspired you or motivated you to share all of this knowledge with other people?
1: Yeah, so after I... After I won the the scholarships, I kept being asked back to my high school to talk to talk to students, and so that kind of started happening um, organically. I would my guidance counselor um, we we you know formed a great relationship. She's actually um, still a friend of mine. Shout out to Nancy Ortiz. <laughs> <laughs> and so really, like she is an amazing, amazing counselor, and she um, wanted me to um, come back to the school and talk to students. So I was doing that through um, all my college years. But one time, um, the Hispanic, the Hispanic Scholarship Fund reached out to me and said, "Like, hey, um, your sponsor, which was FedEx, they—they're um, actually holding an event with us in your area. Like, would you be willing to come and talk about?" your experience. And I said, sure, I'll do that. So I was in my junior year of college. And so, you know, they were like, Oh, you just have to put a few words together. Well, I gave a speech that got like a standing ovation. And after my speech, FedEx decided to commit more money because they wanted to help more students like me. Mm -hmm. And that's when the fundraising team at Hispanic Scholarship Fund, like, Um, came up to me and was like, hey, you're really good at this. Do you want to become a fundraiser? And I was like, in my head, like, hell no. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds so lame. Like, I'm going to be a journalist, you know? But the thing was that it was like 2008, 2009, and like the world was going through a financial collapse and nobody had jobs. Like, all my friends were graduating and they were just like, um, going back home to live with their parents with all these loans. And I got offered this job to be like, to work on the fundraising team. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this job until like the economy gets better. Mm. So I took it and then I realized like, you know, I learned that I was like really good at it because really what it just required me to do was to like tell my story and, and you know, I could do that easily. So um, I did re- I did really well, and um, after after a couple of years there, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get back. The economy was better. I'm gonna get back into my original goal, which was to work in media. Um, so I worked at Univision for a little bit, and then I realized, like, you know what, I I don't feel like. I'm really like helping my community the way that i was when i was at the hispanic scholarship fund uh-huh. so even um and at that time unfortunately they had to close their new, new new york office but i felt like such a connection with like still continuing the work and i was still being called back to to speak at high schools to speak at churches that um that's when i said you know what i'm just gonna do this like on my own and i started um, that's when I started um, College Money Chica, except that at, at that point it didn't have a name. It was just like you know the girl that talks about scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later on, I wound up formalizing it, um, and then I wound up getting back into fundraising. So I got a job, and this leads into how I paid for graduate school. I wound up using my experience at Hispanic Scholarship Fund to get a fundraising job at Columbia University. Wow. Which when, you know, when I was in high school, like I just didn't even know what Ivy League was. Right. So Mm -hmm. I, I could have never even like imagined that I could be in such a space, but, um, when I got the job there, I you know, before I took the job, I was like, uh, what are those tuition benefits?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right.
1: So, um, I decided like, I was going to take the job anyway, but I found out that after two years working there, you have access like a hundred percent to the tuition benefits. So oh, I was like, wow. wait, so does that mean you get to go to school for free? Yes. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my God. And that okay. that's how it is at almost every university. Um, what? Yeah. So if you work at the college, you can study there for free, you usually have to, well, it depends what program, like you can't, if it's a full-time program, obviously, because you're working full-time, you can't do the program, right? Right. But um, yeah, most colleges will pay for your um, tuition if you work there. So I always share that, like even if you're going into another field, um, like accounting or graphic design or something like that, like if you really want to get a graduate work, um, done, like try and find a position in your field at a college, get your graduate work done and then you can move on.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is the <laughs> ultimate hustle. Cause not only are you making money, but you're getting a free ass education and experience too, through this job. So mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my God, my mind is blown. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's a win-win because, um, you know, you're working there, you're getting the experience and you're, um, you know, you're going to school for free and you could do this at any level. Like, let's say you don't have a bachelor's yet, you could get a job at a community college. Um, so right now I work for CUNY, so City University of New York system. And, you know, as part of my employee benefits, like I could go to any CUNY school. Um, so
0: yeah, I definitely encourage people to look into that. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So I would love you to share some tips for people who want to pursue debt-free college. It sounds like such a fantasy, but clearly it's not, but you need to be kind of strategic about your approach, right?
1: Yeah. So I have a few things for people to keep in mind. Um, I like to call it my B list, right? So so it's a four B. So I talk about um, number one, be flexible, right? Um, Sometimes people have a dream school in mind, right? I think that it's easy to get caught up with the, you know, I've always wanted to go to NYU, which by the way, is like, historically known to not give any aid, right? Mm. (laughs) Sometimes your dream school can land you in a financial prison, right? So you have to think like, all right, the four years that I'm spending at this college, is it going to be worth the literal possible 30 years I'm going to be paying these loans, right? So Mm -hmm. I think be flexible. Sometimes the school that, um, gives you the best package isn't going to be your dream school, but, um, you know,
0: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
0: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/dinero all lowercase. Go to shopify.com/dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com/dinero. Open.
1: So, um, another thing I talked about, I talk about is um, staying focused, right? So being focused. And I tell people that before, back in the day, colleges were really looking for like a well-rounded um, student, right? But now what they're looking for and the best way to get money for college is to be extremely focused in your field of choice. So for example, if you are, let's say, um, if you know that you want to do engineering, right? Like really spend your high school years. And this might be more for the parents to tell their students, make sure that your student spends their high school years becoming involved in the areas that will develop them in, um, an area that involves engineering. So maybe being on the robotics team, like instead of spending, uh, going to basketball camp, maybe go to, you know, engineering camp or, um, Let's say you don't have access to go to any camp, just like doing free um, courses online that have to do with engineering, right? Because what you're showing college um, committees is that, oh, I'm really dedicated to this one field. And as someone who's a college administrator, I can tell you that it's just easy to place that student and um it's easy to find them and say like oh we need to give them money because like they're very focused in this one area right so the more okay. focused you are um the uh, better it is and then that way you can apply specifically to um professional associations in that one area so you know with engineering there's um the um, society of hispanic engineers i think you know uh more the acronym than i do um but, i won't even
0: front i don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> but okay let's say let's say um you know one of the scholarships that i uh know about because i was in communications is you know uh the women in communication scholarship or um uh, nursing scholarship so like the more focused you are, the easier it is, um, to get a scholarship. And I know a lot of students are like undecided, of course, because you're like, you know, 17 and <laughs> don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Right. But I tell people like, choose a major anyway. And if you change it, um, later on, then, uh, you'll deal with that later. Right. Mm-hmm. because it's like, um, it's just easier to get money when you have a focus, right? Yeah. So the other B I have is be friends, right? So Mm. I say that closed mouths don't get fed. And if you have a goal, you need to share that goal with everyone who'll listen, right? So I befriended my guidance counselor and the goal was how to find money for college. And after I found out I started telling my teachers like, hey, I'm looking for scholarships. Well, I needed their help anyway because I needed letters of recommendation. But um, they, every time like a scholarship opportunity, you know, they heard of one, they thought of me, right? If people don't really know like what you wanna get into, they can't help you, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that in the Latino community, there's a lot of, um, not shame, but like trepidation to share what your goals are a bit because you're scared of, like, mal de ojo. <laughs> you don't want people to, like, you know, uh, rain on your parade. But I say, like, forget about that, you know, and share with people, like, what you're trying to do because you never know who, who might know somebody who knows somebody who can help you, right? So. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so my last B is believe. Right. So there's a there's a quote by Henry Ford. It goes um, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm. And I think that um, it's so true. Right. So for me, you know, maybe maybe it was like optimistic, optimistic you know, me being optimistically naive, but I just kind of like always felt like, yeah, I can find money for college. Why not? Right. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, just kind of having your mindset, like this is possible and this is, um, what I'm, you know, what I'm going to achieve. So I remember in high school, even before I knew about like law of attraction and all this spirituality and all this stuff, I used to like put post-its like on my bathroom mirror. And I would say like, you know, full ride scholarship, full ride scholarship. And then like, it actually happens. Right. So just like always staying in the mindset. And let me tell you, like I had some hater friends. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's always at least one.
1: Yeah, I had some hater friends that were like, "Oh, you're trying to be a teacher's pet." And, you know, with, oh, those, with those like I stopped sharing my goals with them. But you always know like who who is like on your side, right? So, um, just kind of stick with the crew that is um, aligned with your
0: goals, right? And for all the haters, like whatever. They can do whatever they want. So <laughs> Exactly. That I love that advice and that is so damn true. Like why I feel like there's such a stigma, especially in our community, about like people who quote unquote overachieve, Mm -hmm. like they're made to feel shame about it. Like, oh, you talk so white or oh, why are you getting such good grades? It's like, yo, like, why are we holding ourselves to such a shitty standard? Like, stop it. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think like some of it is like crabs in a bucket syndrome. Like, Mm. they don't want to see someone like I had a friend that would say people want to see you do well, but not better than them.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, but, you know, especially like for um, uh, young people, I I would, in that sense, I would advise like sharing your goals with people who who can help you get to where you want to be. So that might be like an older cousin or, you know, your teachers, right? But if your peers are, have like a hater attitude, then
0: just don't share with them. Word. And at some point you're not going to have to deal with them anyway, because you're going to be off like... Killing it and and doing your thing. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So since you are giving advice, I'm wondering what advice you have for parents who don't know how to help their kids manage or minimize their student loan debt. You know, I can speak for myself. My parents didn't have a clue how to help me with school. You know, they didn't have the financial means to help me save. Um, They didn't know anything about scholarships. So it was really up to me to figure out how I was going to go to school. And I took the approach that whoever gives me full ride, like that's where I'm going to go. I don't even care if it's a local school or if it's a state school or if it's a private school, I'm going wherever. I don't have to pay anything. And that's exactly what I did. So what advice do you have for parents that just like overwhelmed with the idea? Yeah. I'm curious, where where did you go? I went to Montclair State University. Oh, shout out, Red Hawks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so my mom actually,
1: after she finished the community college, she went to Montclair. That's
0: and, awesome. And
1: so did my brother, and they got their bachelors. And my mom actually recently got her master's from Montclair. Wow. Yeah. So we're shout
0: out to mom, yo. Yes. She's doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. So. Um. Yeah, I'm the only one that went to and Hall, which, you know, as you know, it's like a, the rival school, but. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, so my advice to parents would be, you know, just kind of re- reiterating what I said before is like, forget the popularity contest. Like, if you might find that your student um, your, your child is like going off of like what their friends are doing, like, Oh, this person is, is applying to, you know, Dartmouth or, or whatever fancy schools. And sometimes they'll want to follow that path, but it's like, stay in your lane, right? Like you need to pick a school that is, um, a good fit, like not only fa- uh, financially, but also like socially and academically for your child. Right. So kind of, um, stay focused on like what your child wants to study and um what is their learning um style right so like a large school like let's say rockers or um large state schools in florida i mean they are huge right like one mm-hmm. like a uh, uh, english 101 class might have like 300 students in it right but smaller schools um and, and A 300 person classroom might not work for your child, but a smaller school, um, might have, um, only 30 kids and then your child can succeed. Now I tell people that, um, they should, they should not be scared of the price tag. So for example, like let's say the Ivies, right? So, you know, Ivy league universities, let's say like Cornell is about, it's, almost $80,000 a year, right? Almost- oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Most parents would see that and would think like, oh, I'm not even gonna apply to that school because there's no way I could afford that. But the truth is like, if you get into Cornell, like they will... Um, meet your need, right? Especially if you're beyond uh, below a certain income level. So for families that make under um, $125,000 a year, if your child gets into Cornell, you get a free ride. And wow. a, a lot of people actually don't know about that. And um, so I would say like, if, if the price tag scares you apply anyway, because um, there's, Sometimes the private schools have more um, can wind up being cheaper than the state schools. So a lot of people say like, oh, um, I'm not even going to apply to the fancy school because um, it's, it's just too much when the state school tuition is, is affordable and um it's just easier for my family. But the thing is that the state, because the state schools, because they are regulated so heavily by the government, they won't be able to offer you scholarships that private institutions can give to you easily. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what happened with me. I I won a full tuition scholarship to several private schools, because um, I was You know i was a good student and um i was from a diverse background and they wanted to increase diversity on campus right Mm -hmm. and um they were willing to um to pay for my tuition if i went to their school right Now, I also got into my state schools, and they gave me nothing, you know? Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Yeah. So um, so it's very counterintuitive to a lot of the messaging that we get, like, go to community college, get the two years, then go to, you know, the state school, you can pay for that. But I think this is a revolutionary idea that makes so much more sense, because a lot of these private schools have ball and ass alumni that can fund these scholarships in a way that a state school just does not.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so actually that's what I do now in my day job like I fundraise um I ask alumni to give back to their institutions so then we can give scholarships to the current students. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say as you search on these the scholarship section of the websites, like I recommended earlier, um, also look into their alumni association because sometimes they give scholarships directly. Um, so that's another Uh, work around. Um, But I would say like, um, above all, really, I think that something that I haven't said here is that, you know, I I was a good student, Uh, you know, I I didn't have a 4.0, but I did graduate with a 3.5. And um, I was very involved on camp on campus, like I had, um, like, I was class president. So I was an involved student, right. And so I think that, especially if you have a freshman in high school now, like really talk to them about um, joining clubs or just being a leader, right? Because that's what attracts colleges, um, this sense of leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I I would say focus on, you know, you don't have to have perfect grades, but focus on getting good grades, being a leader, and also take advantage of, AP classes, any dual enrollment programs that your high school is involved with, because those classes equal college money at the end of the day. Because, first of all, AP classes and dual enrollment um, classes, you know, usually it's like the high school has a program with either community college or a local college where they um, teach a high school class, but it's college credit. Like that is, basically a college class and what if you pass it with a passing grade you don't have to take that class in college so i know students who um you know it depends what the high school offers but they graduated with 15 college credits for their senior year and they already like are a semester ahead and um, I know students that a a lot of uh, schools offer flat tuition. So you can take between 12 to 21 credits and and it's the same cost. So then they accelerate their program. So in four years, they were able to graduate with their master's because in high school, they already knocked out, you know, 15 credits. Mm -hmm. So that's a way, um, a workaround to get, um, to minimize the, um, student loan debt. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And what's a dual enrollment program?
1: Yeah, so a dual enrollment program is um, sometimes offered by high schools where um, they have a uh, an agreement with a local community college or a state school where they teach college classes in the high school. Or sometimes the high school students actually go um, to the college and take a class. So it could be a class like uh, American history or, you know, any class and, um, they get college credit for it. And so Mm -hmm. your high school was basically paying for those college credits. And another thing I'll mention, like for a lot of our native Spanish speakers, or if you speak another language, like that's money right there, because in most schools you have to, um, as part of the, core requirement, you have to take a language. And if you already know another language, you just test out of it. And you don't have to pay for those two classes. And that's already money that you're saving. So in my case, like I already, you know, spoke Spanish. So I just took a Spanish test, which was like so easy. And I didn't have to worry about taking those classes. And I I
0: took something else. Excellent, excellent advice. Okay, so I'm curious, what are some resources that you actually used for your college scholarship search?
1: Yeah, so um I did my college scholarship search a long time ago, but a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the um resources are you I use are still helpful. So really um there's this big book called the Big Book of Scholarships. <laughs> I think it's printed by Kaplan. Um you can get that and it has scholarships. Um, depending on what state you're in um i'll mention again becoming friends with your guidance counselor because sometimes they get access to to local scholarships and then they can they can tell you before anyone but i I suggest that students really um look into um, this new app that's called Scali. It was on Shark Tank. Like the the founder, he he's amazing. Um, so the Scali app um, really matches you with scholarships. And, um, you just enter, you know, what your GPA is, what kind of, um, what major you're looking into and it will match you with scholarships that you're eligible for. Another website that does the same is called big future. Um, and it's run by the college board. So it's kind of like a a matching site. And so I would also say, um, the school websites. I'm going to repeat that again, <laughs> just because like you'll find like as you do the research, like these scholarships like tend to be hidden under the financial aid and tuition section of the school websites or under the, um, alumni association website. Uh, and there you'll find like scholarships that they have eligible. I suggest doing that first because you really want to see like, um, you know, you want to go for the gold. So those are Mm -hmm. big, those are really like the big scholarships. Got it. And then in addition to that, I, um, always say search for scholarship based on things like ethnicity, um, the profession you're getting into your hobbies. Like I recently saw a scholarship that was for, uh, vegetarians, and it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were giving like ten thousand dollars away, and all you had to do was write a, an essay about why you're passionate about sharing um, the vegetarian lifestyle.
0: Yo, that is wild.
1: Yeah. Oh and, my god. <laughs> and their scholarships. I mean, for everything, like you'd be surprised, like. There's scholarships for people who are left-handed, people who are redheaded. Like, if, <laughs> yeah, like if you're a twin, there are scholarships, um, you know, specifically for that. Um, so really think about like every wacky thing you're into and just see like, oh,
0: I wonder if there's a scholarship for that. Because there probably is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Wow, that's awesome. And we're going to include the links for all of that information in the show notes.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And so I, I'm sorry. So um, another thing I'll add is that I, um, you know, on my website, collegemoneychica.com, I have a, a mailing list that I sometimes send scholarships out. Um, so definitely go on and sign up for my mailing list so you can get um, access to those scholarships as well.
0: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know you're into manifestation and The power of the mind. So I'm curious, do you have a money mantra and what is it?
1: My money mantra is uh, money flows to me like a river. And then
2: my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.
1: I, I picture like a waterfall. And I picture this river coming to me and I'm just like under the waterfall, like, you know, kind of like a Pantene commercial, like washing <laughs> my hair and like, yes, money is coming to me. And I, I really feel that. And I, I specifically picture like there's a waterfall by um, where I'm from in, in Puerto Rico, Gosalandia, for anyone who knows it. And I just picture myself there, but it's like a river of money coming to me. And, you know, that has been so helpful for me because, um, Um, I really feel calm when I picture that image. And I think like everything will be okay. And you know, my profession is university fundraising. And you know, I have a a fundraising goal to meet. And so I use this like in my personal life and also in my career. Because, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, fundraising must be so annoying because you have to ask people for money. Right. But I actually think like people are willing to give you money. Right. And just not only with my fundraising career, but I just think to yourself, like people are willing to give me money to go to college because like I'm an awesome student and I have something to give to the world. Right. And mm-hmm. that's always um, the mindset that I had and what I encourage um people to, to take on. So.
0: It's such a powerful message. And it's so true. Like we have to believe that we are worthy to then just put yourself out there. Cause when you start just thinking like, you know, nobody's going to care. Nobody wants to help me. I'm not even going to bother. You're like, like you said, you're like stopping yourself before you even get started.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I want to mention something because sometimes I hear um, my students say like, Oh, there's nothing special about me because I have um, like my parents, you know, they just clean houses or my dad's a truck driver. And really, after school, I just have to take care of my siblings and I haven't really done anything special. But I tell students that like every story, no matter what, is unique and it's marketable right you just have Mm. to find a way to share that special story so let's say you can't really get into like after school activities or you know get a get any kind of job after school because you're caring for siblings like that's still valuable experience because you're showing um, that shows that you are trustworthy, that you um, can keep a commitment, that you are a responsible person. If you're responsible for your siblings, so even though like you may not think it's special, a college committee or a scholarship committee really um, would see value in that, right? So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I just wanted to share that because I, I hear that story
0: a lot. Yeah, that is very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yuritza, this has been an amazing conversation. Like, I am so fired up for people to hear this information because it just gives me this renewed sense of hope that the struggle that so many of us are dealing with with student loan debt, it's actually something that you can actively fight against, especially Mm -hmm. if there's kids in your life whether they're your own children or people that you love, your nieces, your nephews that are thinking or getting ready for that college experience, like share this with them because they can save themselves potentially the 20 to 25 years of enslavement that can come with major student loan debt.
1: Yeah. Enslavement is right. Um, before we wrap, I wanted to share like one specific scholarship that I feel like, um, would be helpful to your, um, your audience uh once one association that i like to work with is uh, called calle it's the cuban american alliance for leadership and education they give out a scholarship called the pinos nuevo scholarship every year and i believe it's uh ten thousand dollars for anyone of cuban descent and you can live in any state and um, i know the founder of the or- organization and you know a lot of their um they, they struggle to find people to apply, right? So you'd mm. be surprised even giving away $10,000. So I definitely wanna put their name out there. Uh, not only that, they do leadership development seminars. It's just like, it's such a great organization and they need more young Cubans to join. Um, so even if you're, you don't have a student right now that's going off to college, um, you know, share this information with, um, Uh, like the college journey starts really like as a freshman in high school.
0: So Mm -hmm. (laughs) bookmark it and, and share when it's appropriate. Absolutely. And so where can we find out more about you and college money Chica?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm really trying to build my followers on Instagram. So follow me on college mo- at college money chica on Instagram. And I also have my website, which is www.collegemoneychica.com. And there you can sign up for my mailing list. And um, for the fall, Um, I do have a College Money Chica mentoring program that I do every year. And in this mentorship program, I work with students one-on-one to help craft their college admissions essay. And I really use my experience, uh, in, in winning scholarships to put the keywords that I know colleges are looking for. So you could get a uh, flag to receive scholarship scholarships. So, um, definitely check out more, check out my website to find out more information about that. I do that every year.
0: Yuritsa, you are legit doing God's work with what you're doing. And I am just so glad, first off, that you exist (laughs) and that you are putting this information out there. You are helping our community in ways that you probably don't even understand the impact that you're going to have by sharing this information. So thank you so much for what you do.
1: Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel the same way about you. (laughs) Thank you. I think you're also doing God's work. And um, (laughs) so thank you so much. And I just want to wish everyone happy scholarship hunting.
0: Yes. Get that money, y'all. Get that money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thanks. I hope you guys are completely blown away by this episode. I had no idea that by working for a university that you could actually get a free education. I definitely would have put that on my list of side hustles if I had known. But I'm super, super grateful to be able to provide this information. And I want to thank Yuritza again for coming on the show and sharing all of these amazing, valuable resources. Make sure that you're subscribed to our blog at YokiEroDineroPodcast.com. We're going to be doing a series of blog posts about college savings. So we're going to be talking about 529 plans, scholarships, and all types of information that you need if you or someone you love is getting ready for their college experience. Until next time, guys, stay involved, stay informed, and stay poderosa.